Welcome. This is Two Faces Podcast. I'm your producer, and we have our host, as always, J9. Hi, everyone. We're back. We have a special show today. We are introducing Ghost Inspector Greg. He comes with a bunch of talents when it comes to the paranormal. I know you talked about uh, celebrity ghost experiences and being a ghost hunter. You also were on Zach Bagan's show, Ghost Adventures, the Annabelle episode, which we watched and really enjoyed. (laughs) So tell us where you got started with all the paranormal investigating. Well, let me... uh... I'll just introduce myself a little further. Yeah, it's my name is Greg Ludwig. Uh, Greg Ghost Ludwig is my nickname, and uh, <laughs> and yes, my Instagram is uh, uh, Ghost Inspector Greg, and that's the platform that I am that I use pretty much mostly, 100, almost 100. percent And uh, yes, I am the celebrity ghost whisperer. So. Uh, we have that. Uh, we have that going on, and of course, yeah, I've um, was on Ghost Adventures, Annabelle's Curse, which you know uh, sounds like you guys uh, might be intrigued by that, and, and and there's a huge story behind that. So we should we should maybe talk about that today. I'm a fourth generation paranormal investigator. Wow. And yeah, my great grandfather originally, and my grandfather uh, sparingly, and uh, my father was very very deep into paranormal research. And my father used to go around with the Polaroid camera and just a little recorder. Uh, they would always plan their vacations around uh, going to haunted locations. And uh, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes he, good, sometimes bad. <laughs> I mean, I want to do, I, I'd like, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't always work out for me in that respect. Um, I got too many people, you know, saying, no, I want to go here. I want to go there. So, but um, uh, anyway, that's what my dad always did. And he taught me a lot and really, he taught me from the time I was a little kid. And I also had, maybe as a result of that, um, a lot of paranormal experiences as a kid, which um, my friends from that era, who are still my friends today, say that the reason that we're involved, mainly me in this stuff now, is because of the experiences when we were youths. And uh, a couple of the guys have uh, experiences as well. So, So we've discussed this stuff. Um, what did you see as a kid what kind of paranormal well it's more situations okay um well you know let let me just tell you one there were eight of us we were staying we were over at my friend brett's house we we i grew up in burbank california and uh, and we lived in these triplexes you know we were parents struggling to get by you know but but as kids we you know, we had a wonderful, wonderful youth. You know, we were like the uh, Lost Boys, I guess you could say. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, we have great stories. You know, but this one in particular, um, I lived. Uh, uh, the Burbank Airport was close by. There's a train track right next to where we lived on Van Owen Street. Train track, and uh, and uh, we were all over at my friend Brett's house, and my sister and and Brett's sister go in the bathroom and. Did one of the dumbest things you, you could do, and they yeah. did the whole Bloody yeah. Mary. Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting there, we're just watching TV, and, and you know, there's, you know, like I said, there's told about eight of us, and and they come screaming out of that bathroom. What is what happened? What happened? They wouldn't say a thing. They were just petrified. And then my sister suddenly says, you know, let's do uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board, right? 
so okay and she even volunteered to lay on the ground and be the, the victim you know and are you guys familiar <laughs> with that game sort of yes i'm not exactly gonna call it a game but right um, so you know and then uh, brett says hey well we gotta we gotta have a candle so he goes and grabs a pretty tall candle pretty tall and you know sets it up and he lights it and uh, then we all gather around sue and we all put uh two fingers underneath her and we start telling the whole story of her demise right window was open and you know it was it was a nice summer it was summer's day you know it was warm that night and there was no breeze or anything so as we get to the end uh one of my friends dave um he's telling the final part of uh, sue's actual demise and right as he gets right to the end out of nowhere this is crazy uh, airplane flies directly over our uh, uh, triplexes, directly over our block. At the very same time, a train comes speeding by. The wind chimes outside where there was no wind, went crazy all around the neighborhood right there. And the candle shoots up to about 12 inches, 12 inch flame as Sue comes off of the ground. Oh my God. <laughs> and then at that very moment that his, his mom and dad had gone out, uh, they went on a little date, you know, out to dinner or whatever. At that very moment, his dad, John screams in the window. We all look over and we all saw, we all saw what we all said is definitely a devil's face, mm. but we all just saw a different colored devil's face. Every, that was the only um, difference was everybody saw it, but some people saw orange, yellow, red. We all screamed and jumped underneath the cushions and, <laughs> um, and, you know, and that was kind of a bit of a terrifying experience as a kid. Yeah. I used to play games like that with my friends and mess with the Ouija board. And we saw like earthbound spirits and all kinds of crazy things. I just, I don't know if, but if it was me, cause I'm kind of a sensitive, I kind of bring that to the table for others, but yeah, <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> Yeah, the Ouija board experiences too as kids, you know, we had all that stuff too. My mom goes out and buys us a Ouija board for Christmas. You know, it's a board game. How fun. <laughs> right? It's by Mattel. I think it was Mattel. Or might yeah. Mattel. Anyway, it's, it's Parker game. Brothers, I think. Yeah, Parker. Okay, yes. We go over, you know, and oh, hey, gee, great, a Ouija board. And we're using this thing. And, and you know, to our amazement, you know, it's, it's basically telling us how our lives are going to go, you know. And... Um, am pretty much alive <laughs> okay but uh, so somebody 83 i guess that means you know 63 anyway the the my, my dad hears about this ouija board my, my parents weren't together and uh, but he heard about the ouija board and he comes he comes literally tearing over to the house as soon as he heard we had a ouija board <laughs> goes in grabs the thing takes it outside and my mom's like hey what are you doing i bought that for them no you're not anymore and he takes it out and he goes in the behind of the alley in the trash and he breaks it up and does some silly ceremony uh, that was the end of my ouija board <laughs> experience yeah my family reacted the same to it so there wasn't much ouija board play in front of them but right, right, um right. away in my other friend's house which was extremely haunted very scary experiences <laughs> yeah but you know you could use pretty much you know you can make one. We've I mean, made them before. Really, really, I mean, here's here's my here's my uh, my gadget that I this is I'm trying to get in the camera right if I can. Boy, I don't know. I can't, see, I can't seem to do that. You this. got it right there. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. So um, uh, this is uh, Nanocom Plus by Katie Stafford. Okay. Um, I will sell this to you for two million dollars if you would like it. 
Um, because to me, um, can I see the other side of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, like see if I can get this in the camera right. So, okay. Oh. So it's um, get it a little closer. The Nanocom oh. Plus, and it's your basic, you know, a little sort of ghost box type thing. Is it like the kind that scans radio frequencies? Yes, 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 exactly. KD, you know, I mean, made it, sent it to me, whatnot. And, yeah, I got a number of things back here that KD, uh, KD, you know, made for, and you know, made for me a couple things, made for me special and sent to me. That device, I mean, there. The, when when you talk about a Ouija board, I mean, technically, all these things do the same thing. Right. The thing about the Ouija board, for some reason, is it does tend to be a little more malicious. Whatever. Yeah, why does it always attract the worst? <laughs> the stories of it are always of the worst spirits, so to speak. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that ours was really like that, you know, back in the, the day. I will say that as kids, the things that we did, the things that happened, maybe made us known to the, to the other side a little bit. I get that. <laughs> For that sure. too. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and so I always say that to people. Well, yeah, it happens because they know me. You know, they've known me for, you know, 45 years, you know. Wait, how old Where do you think the most haunted place was that you've ever been? Well, the most haunted place, which, well, really, it's, it's I'm, I'm going to say it's the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Okay. And um, that's my most spectacular place. That's where you do all your celebrity Yes, that 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 is my favorite place, and um, I have friends there. there. There's others, you know. There's the Westlake uh, Cemetery. We're going to start hitting that because there's a lot of celebrities over there. And remember, I said I have friends there. Yeah. So we'll get back to my friends, <laughs> um, but um, but but that that is the most magical place. And if I wanted to reach out someplace else for as far as personal experiences, which I've I had a lot of crazy things that have happened. The most really amazing place, and it's a place that I highly recommend that people go. It's the Beverly Hills Mansion, the Doheny Mansion up in, in Beverly Hills. I had uh, really, really interesting experiences there. And I have friends who have had crazy experiences there. A buddy of mine who's a, a stuntman, they were filming there. They had a prop sword. Uh, kind of set up on the wall in this like a large room that they were filming in, sort of like a hall. And out of nowhere, and he's outside, right? He's right outside the door. Out of nowhere, everybody comes screaming out of that place. Though so he didn't see it firsthand. Apparently, the sword dislodged and shot across the room, and something oh, you know, wow. and something yelled, "Get out!" And they all got out. <laughs> at some point, you know, they they had they knew they had to do their thing, so they ended up, you know. Uh, getting things kind of cleared up and whatnot, but but it's a crazy experience. But for me, I'm a, I'm an engineer, and I went out to the project. Uh, a project they were um, uh, basically just just uh, rebuilding, really, honestly, the uh, uh, guest quarters and the whole garden area that they had there. Um, I had to go out and make sure certain things were to my liking. I ended up calling up a, a buddy of mine while I'm there that had coached football with me. And I go to the, I decided I, bet I need to walk to the very back because there's so much noise. I walked to the very back. There was like a back little uh, uh, like grassy patio area behind the uh, guest quarters. And as I walk by, I, I notice, you know, because it's an eerie place at this point. 
I noticed the, the, the doors open to the, through the little carport, there's a little carport and then the doors open. And behind that is just stuffed full of boxes, stuffed full of stuff. And I proceeded to the back and um, talking away and, and look up and all the windows up there are closed, right? And they're kind of windows that you roll, you know, you roll open, you know, to, to, cause they're, you know, really old, you know, has a little handle that you twist to get them open. As I'm talking to this friend, Marcus, you know, also I look up and I said, what the heck? I go over and I look and that door was closed, you know, and nobody, nobody came in there and nobody can get in the house because it's so stuffed full of stuff, right? I thought, okay, well, that's pretty cool, whatever. You know, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe somebody came by and closed it, but I didn't see anybody. So I walk back out and I'm talking again and I look up and now three of the four windows are fully opened. So now I'm a little freaked out because this is literally 10 seconds, you know, just 10 seconds. And there's nobody inside of these guest quarters. There's nobody in there. They just use it for storage. So I hightailed out of there, telling my friend Marcus what had just happened, freaked out, and off I went. And I go over to the superintendent of this project, and I said, hey, this is really crazy. What just happened? You know, now I found out about my buddy, um, my buddy Dave, the, the stuntman's uh, thing later, because I, I went to him afterwards and said, holy smokes, this is what was going on at this house. So he had told me his story <laughs> after the fact. But I go over to the superintendent, and I said, hey, this is really crazy. And he says... Um, there's a lot of crazy things that go on around here. He said, my, my labor foreman, we had to send him to the, to the, uh, in an ambulance to the hospital the other day because he was screaming out of his mind that the soldiers on the hillside were, gonna tr were trying to kill him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a hillside that leads up to yeah. the, the mansion. And I said, you're kidding me. And he says, yeah. He says, uh, the... Uh, uh, the groundsman over here doesn't really like to talk about it much because he tries to, he doesn't want, you know, he wants to try to suppress everything that's going on here. So I said, well, I'm going to go talk to him because, you know, paranormal guy, right? Yeah. And so I, I run over and, and I walk over, I don't run over, but I walk over to this guy and I said, um, you know, I'm not super familiar with, with this facility here. And I had some interesting experiences down below. And I heard there's a lot of experiences down below. And he tells me, um, look, every single day I deal with this stuff. He says, every single day. I said, well, you know, would you mind if I went up there and, you know, and, and said something to, you know, whatever spirits up there? Now, apparently uh, there was a love triangle and, and a murder that happened, a murder-suicide that happened at the house. He looked at me and he said, look, please don't. Please don't. I, I have enough trouble. <laughs> And I said, okay, I won't. But, and I didn't, not on that day, uh, but I did go back. And I did um, investigate mainly the premises. And though I, I didn't pick up anything specific when I went back up there, it was obviously something that was staring at me. It was obviously something that was very interested in me. And we'll talk about that at the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum also. That was crazy. Very eerie place. Another friend of mine who... Uh, as a kid, used to go up there with his buddies, and they 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 got a uh, you know twelve pack of beer, and they go up in there, and and I, and he says some some homeless guy appeared. You know they had to sneak under a gate. Usually they would be able to go through the main gate, but it was locked up. So they came around, they went under the gate, and went up these little stairs to this uh, outdoor uh, patio to the house. 
I guess some luminescent guy steps out, you know, and uh, says, are you here to explore? And they're just staring at him. And he says, well, then explore. And he vanished. And uh. a buddy of mine, uh, Dustin, told me that, that this happened with him because we were just talking about the place. And, you know, it's all hearsay, right? But what's cool about my experience during that day is there are other people who had the same experiences around there, the strangeness of that place. I haven't been back in a number of years, but I plan on going back. Of course, you know, COVID messed a lot of things up. We were going to actually, right. you know, we were actually going to, uh, I've been, I was trying to research that location uh, uh, and then present it to, you know, uh, the travel channel as maybe a spot that maybe they should go to. Um, awesome. Yeah, and um, I've done a couple of those sort of things for, for, for them that, you know, I don't know, usually just doesn't work out, but whatever. But anyway, that's probably, that's a fairly interesting, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many, I, that's just what popped in my head, you know? Yeah, yeah, we've been to the um, Zach Bagans Museum. I went three times and every time I go and I come home, something happens to my house. Like the uh, fire alarms were going off and they wouldn't stop. The uh, toilet started to overflow. My air conditioning went out. So I always feel like it's a liability for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid what's next. I don't have the money for it. Wow. Um, very interesting place. And I, I did get to meet him. He's an interesting fella. <laughs> yeah, he's um, my 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 opinion of Zach is he was nice. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, Everybody has their quirks about him. There's a lot of people that don't, that, you know. Don't I think like he's him. kind of germaphobic. He didn't want to shake anyone's hands. He was yeah, doing, he, like, he, he was kind of staying back away. Yeah. He, um, very polite, he, though. Yeah, but he did, um, he did fist, fist uh, bump me with the same hand that he touched Annabelle with, so. Oh, no. <laughs> Not exactly thrilled. Although, to be honest, I probably would have grabbed Annabelle's foot, Annabelle's foot, too, but. Um, <laughs> You know, pegged him to it. Pegged him to. <laughs> so, so let so you know let let's go there. Let's go to Zach's okay. museum right now. Okay, it was um, it was June. It was June twenty third. We're in Las Vegas. We I, I love going. Uh, you know that's that's my place to go. Okay, I like to like to stay at the Bellagio. I like to stay at the Mandalay Bay. Those are sort of my uh, my places that I would stay. You know, we had been we kind of switched that up now. Um, because of certain things that happened we were staying at the mandalay bay my oldest was got married went on our honeymoon my my uh, two other kids you know they're they're both adults you know they wanted to uh, um excuse me go to uh, well he wanted to go over to the stratosphere and go on the rides and uh in 114 degree temperature thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah thank you son and my daughter she wanted to go to the world of coke and see what that was all about and i said okay well let's go do that stuff but we have to stop by the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. And I want to see what's going on there. And it wasn't opened yet. It had, wasn't going to open until October. Okay. And this was, uh, this was June, but I wanted to go there. Okay. So we go do the other two things. And then we stop by uh, this house, right? I mean, it's just a big giant house, right? You know, outside of the house, you know, he's got a tree there, you know, that, that palm tree. Yeah. It had, the, it had the little stuffed cloth clown doll stuffed in it, which was later coined the, the clown tree. And, <laughs> and um, I'm since removed, you know, and changed. Everything's changed quite a bit. 
you know, I thought that was interesting, you know, it's like throwing that out there just to freak people out, right? And then there's um, a couple of gargoyles out there and there's a, a circus cage, little cage thing out there. Not, not a lot of stuff, right? But the gates were all chained, locked up. There was nobody there, okay? Um, no cars even around the place, let alone on the premises. And it was all locked up, there's nobody there. So I'm just looking and um, took a picture of, uh, of the, the couple of the things and took a picture of the clown tree with the dolls in it. And that was all great, but there was something in that house that was staring at us. Oh my. <laughs> it was obvious that something was watching us. And I mean, it was almost as if that house was pulsating. I did get a very, very, well, okay, understand. I was actually very excited about it because that's my kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But it was just amazing. Something was staring at us. And I wasn't going to say anything to my kids, you know? They were just ready to get the heck out of there, right? But I just stood there for a couple minutes, just watching, sensing that energy, and it was amazing. So then we leave, okay? And it's um, it was uh, uh, two... I, I jump around on this number a little bit because it's either it was it was roughly two fifty three, I think, but it could have been two fifty five. I'd have to look at the original photo. We left that place and it took a while to get back over to the hotel. You know, you know, probably took about 15, 20 minutes to get back to the Mandalay Bay and parked and out and go back in. And so, you know, that night we went out to dinner. Um, uh, Bobby Flay's Mesa Grill, which really bugs me that he changed it up darn it yeah loved loved that it was my favorite place and then he went he went all fish and that that threw me off um <laughs> I've, I've eaten there before i had a salmon <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure it was delicious if you like yeah it. but see i just can't go there we go have dinner and then um, you know gambled a little bit and then they all went up they all went upstairs i stayed down had my uh my gray goose with splash cranberry and went around doing my you know doing some blackjack and whatnot Went back up to the room about 1230 and just laying there, you know, the girl, the girls are on one bed, me and my son are on the other one. I get an alert on my phone and I look and it says, your friends like the picture you posted on Facebook. So here's the thing. Even today, if you look on my Facebook, you'll see, I don't post on Facebook. I, I might send a story from Instagram to Facebook, you know, if I'm going to do a podcast, but I don't post on Facebook. I just don't. And I still don't today got 4,400 Facebook friends and I don't post on Facebook. So kind of, kind of freaked me out a little bit. Post on Facebook. I didn't post anything on Facebook and I clicked on it. And it was these two guys who I haven't talked to in 25 years. And I went, huh? So I clicked on it again and I'll be darned. It was that picture of the clown tree with the caption. You can call it. I looked at that. And I thought, well, I didn't do this. And I freaked out and I tossed the phone to the end of the bed. And right then she gets up, gets a, grabs her water, takes, oh, it's so hot in here, gets a drink of water. And that very second, the door handle to our room shook violently. Oh God. And she says, someone's trying to break into our room. And I said, shh, shh. And it's shaking like you can't believe, right? And I'm getting up and then it stopped. And then it was pitch quiet. 
there was not another sound. No footsteps in the hall, no one talking, no other doors opening and closing. It was nothing. Even outside was quiet. And I remember saying, listen how quiet it is. And I go over to the peephole and there's nobody there. And I, and I knew right then, well, I'm not opening this door. <laughs> because I know what happened. Something followed me over to the Manly Bay from Zach's Museum. And uh, I believe it. I've had a similar experience. So there's something there definitely that will follow you home. Yeah. And I, I mean, well, the, the, the story gets much more sinister, but I can only take it so far. I'll take it as far as I can. Uh, a, a radio show host her named Shannon Legro. She's a, a big footer. Um, uh, she co-hosts a show called Midnight in the Desert. She has her own show um, called Into the Fray. She's actually in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, and um, I called her and told her what happened, you know, because I'd done her show a couple of times, and she said, oh, my gosh, Greg, you would not believe it. So-and-so just called me last night and told me the exact same thing happened at his room and freaked him and his uh, girlfriend out. I said, well, you know what? He'd probably thank me for that. <laughs> um, but... Um, I'll show you this. I'll take it off the wall. I can get over to it without falling on my butt. <laughs> so here's the original picture. I'll hold up. I can do this right. Oh, wow. And, you can call it. And that's it. You can call it. And there's the clown dolls. And that phone in there is the ghost phone. And that's the phone that took the picture. That phone has the original photo and a picture of this uh, a Facebook post in it. Everything else has been deleted from the phone. Uh, the uh, uh, SIM card has been removed. So I sort of entombed those two pictures into the phone. And uh, what do you think that message means? Yeah, you, you can, can call, call it. it. Well, it's funny. I'm going to set this down over here. Oh, I've been pondering what that could mean this whole time. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you did some promo for the movie. Maybe it's a phone. You can call it. Well, you know, a phone is something you call on. I mean, he's using the phone. <laughs> I, I think, I think it goes actually kind of deep that I can call it. I can call on it if I want to. Okay. That's my speculation. In other words, whatever it is, is here for me if I want, if I, if I want to communicate. And I think probably I have many times over, probably, but um Regardless, a lot of people thought, oh, the movie It was coming out pretty soon. People thought I was doing some promo for that or something, which is not, <laughs> but that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but um, no. So, so this happens. And I said, okay, now that's pretty, that's pretty badass. And I said, uh, you know, my daughter comes to me and she says, hey, dad, you know what? And, and I sent Zach, a, a, I DM the guy, you know, just to, hey, I want you to know what happened at your museum. Okay, this is pretty crazy stuff. And I wanted to give him some credibility, you know, never got any response or whatnot. So um, again, about a week later, all of a sudden, my daughter tells me that they've announced a contest to investigate Zach's museum with the Ghost Adventures team. I mean, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, that wouldn't have necessarily been my goal. But my goal was for him to know what happened. Right. So I made a, excuse me, one second video. And um I'm sorry, one second, one minute video, kind of saying, hey, kind of silly video. In fact, it's at the very bottom, towards the bottom of my Instagram, actually. 
you know, submitted that and uh, told them, you know, hey, yeah, this is what happened in the museum. I have my friend Shannon LaGrosse, she wants to go too, and blah, 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 right? So they announced the top 20 for this contest. And my daughter's, my daughter's watching for it, right? And, <laughs> uh, and she says, dad, they announced the top 20, you know? And so we go, I could run over there and, and she's thumbing through them, right? Ah, oh, darn it, I wasn't one of them. I said, oh, well, that's fine. And uh, she said, wait a minute, there's only 16 here. And she flicks to, to the left and son of a gun, there was my ugly mug. <laughs> the top That's so exciting though. But I, I would was, have been ecstatic. I, I, was, I was so excited because, man, Zach Bagans now has seen what happened. And, and I was right. completely satisfied with that. I'm done, right? Well, the next day I get a message from Corey Lyon, the executive producer at the time, and maybe still is, and uh, saying, hey, Greg, you know, you won the contest. Give me a call, blah, blah, blah. Oh, awesome. You've got to be kidding me, right? And so I call him up, and, and sure enough. So uh, we, uh, we go there, and uh, interestingly in my story, which I'll explain a little bit more in, the, in, in my everlasting book that I'm writing, <laughs> um, the number's 23, and 32 are very, very prevalent throughout my, 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 my story that evolved around that museum. And uh, five and five, you know, they both, they, it's, they go, it goes both ways. They, it represents good in one way and it represents evil in another way. I think two, three represents evil and three, two represents good, something of that sort. So I've been told, so I've been told. I'm not, I'm not really, uh, super experienced with any of that sort of stuff, astrology or whatever it is, numbers. Anyway, I, I, I go to the museum and, you know, of course, you know, they, they put me up at the, you know, worst possible place they could put me up and that was the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's where I went and they had to actually postpone it because there was this other woman that had, uh, that was also a contest winner and they, and they had such a tough time getting her on the airport she was just constantly, I guess, just demanding this, demanding that, and all this stuff. That finally, really? yeah, finally they just said, "Okay, look, we're going to have to pick somebody else." So, <laughs> so um, uh, weird. Yeah. So they ended up picking two people: um, uh, a kid, uh, a great man named uh, Marty, and uh, McCloskey. He's a uh, fitness model, good-looking guy, real big, tall, strong guy. And uh, this girl that um, wanted to be called Moonbeam. And <laughs> yeah, I know, whatever. Everybody, and, and she was so upset that everybody refused to call her Moonbeam, you know? So me, I was, I was the only one that was respectful about that. You know? and, uh, and so we show up and I'm wondering who this guy is, Marty, because, you know, he must be an actor, you know, he must be like a special guest or something or whatever, because, you know, gee, look at this guy. And it turns out he was just a guy, you know, and who, and uh, like I said, yeah, he had, uh, he had been on some shows and a few things, but uh, anyway, we hit it off immediately. And, you know, just, just in all the prep work, getting ready for the show and all the shoots and whatnot, we had a great time. And he would always say, uh, he said a couple of times, he said, I hope something punches me right in the face. <laughs> I said, no, Marty. No. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you need your face. Let's let, whatever it is, let it punch me in the face. Okay, and <laughs> that, the universe. Yeah, yeah, we had that. We had that sort of a couple of times go around, and then, um, and then as we were um, over doing some filming, you know, I'm, I and everybody's kind of making some jokes, and I said, 
Well, I just hope, uh, you know, nothing grabs me in the ass. <laughs> and one of the cameramen walks up and pinches me right below my cheek, right on my leg and says, you don't have to worry about something and they're doing that, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, okay, right, whatever, you know, it was funny. But as I'm going through that house, okay, first thing that happened, I kept feeling something on my lip and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. Just like, like a little fly was on my, my upper lip throughout the house for a good part of the time. I kept feeling this after the show, I developed a strange sore right at the very top of my lip right here. Hmm. Now, Okay, I know what you, you you could say. Hey, you know what? What have you been up to? But <laughs> I, I had never ever had anything like that before, ever, and it wouldn't go away. It took three months, three trips to the dermatologist to freeze it before it went away. Wow! And I believe I was punched in the face that. Oh, and that makes sense now. Yeah. So we're in a room they called the Odd Fellows room at the time. It was the room where they had the two coffins with two skeletons. You've seen okay. that, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how he's changed things, but we're in that room. And, and interesting, Moonbeam was in there <laughs> falling in love with some spirit. Okay. And, and, and it's talking, it's talking through the box to her and and, you know, it was telling her, love you and other, other, all sorts of different things, little communication with her. And she would say, oh, I love you too, David. I love you too. They found out that its name was David. Uh, Jay um, Wosley saw that and he, he's the one that said, hey, it's, it said, you know, its name is David, blah, blah, blah. So whatever, they ran with that. And she said, oh, I love you, David. I love you, David. And, and I'm looking at her and I'm saying, you know, kind of ought to be careful, you know, but, you know, she, whatever I, I don't want to say anything negative but next thing you know she starts falling to the ground her stomach's in agony right and then they come on you got to go back in there they put her back in there and <laughs> throw her back in there and she's in there again and then she would come running out with her stomach curled over and and they'd say come on you can do it you could do it and she'd get up and go in there again come out with her stomach curled over and and I remember looking at her and said hey you need to understand something you know Whatever that is in there is not your friend. Right. And, um, and she says, oh, I know I should have realized that, blah, 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 blah. As, you know, she's literally just cramped up. So that's going on. And Zach's fiddling with something, you know, one of his gadgets. And I asked me if he needed help. He said, no, 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 I'm okay. And he couldn't get this going. So I'm just looking into a camera and I see, I see over on one of the caskets, something swinging. It looked like an upside down cross. Looked like it to me, swinging. Right. And they did catch something that they showed in the in the show um, also. And I think they probably probably the same footage that I was looking at. They just didn't identify it with me seeing it. I think they identified it with Billy seeing it, I think. But anyway, whatever, it's just swinging. And I'm looking there and I said, hey, guys, something's swinging over at that casket. And right then something grabbed my left butt cheek firmly. <laughs> firmly. I said, hey, something just grabbed my ass. I should have said, but if I had said, but I might have made the show. Hey, something grabbed my, my ass. And Zach looked at Billy Tolly and said, hey, Billy, did you grab Greg's ass? And Billy says, I did not grab Greg's ass. <laughs> I said, Billy, he says, I did not grab your ass. And he was actually over a little ways. 
but it was just a fun little incident. I went back into the room at that point, but, but here's the interesting thing about this David. Okay. David wouldn't talk to me at all. Would only talk to her. Wouldn't say a word to me. Gosh, I've even forgotten. I got to look, but, um, uh, the, the David's name was actually, because I found apparently a David, uh, the last name David was um, buried in one of the, um, one of the Oddfellow cemeteries. And, mm. and I looked up and I found a David. It was, um, I, I've got to look, I'm going, I'm going to fake, fake the first name, Abigail. <laughs> with a surname race and the last name David. I believe I found who David was, uh, not a David, that was a last name. You know, that, that's, that was the research that I did and I found. You know, other, uh, other uh, interesting things, you know, like I was standing in front of- uh, The mirror. The mirror. The Bella Lugosi mirror? Bella Lugosi mirror, thank you yeah. so much. Uh, <laughs> I, had, uh, I had Doheny in my head. And, and that was interesting because I'm staring in that thing. And, you know, of course, there's a, an orb that had slipped out and moved around. And that was, that was fine. I mean, whatever. See those <laughs> time, right? And they'll come here as a result of us talking right now. Um, they'll, they'll, I'll, I'll see some. I'm staring into this mirror. Son of a gun. It was like, it was like, you know, when I was a kid, um, we were at the beach. Riptides, you know, riptides will come in the ocean and they'll grab you and they'll, and they'll pull you into the water, deeper into the water. And they're very dangerous, right? And so if you get in a riptide, you, you have to swim sideways away from it to get out of that riptide. So you can get right. Back. And I had that experience when I was a kid. As I'm looking in that mirror, it was a riptide type effect. I felt the, it like a wave pulling me into this thing. And it, I did get put into a little bit of a trance, but being fairly strong, I, I, uh, I ripped myself out of it and said, no, 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 you're not going to do this to me. Not going to happen. And, and I left uh, that room. Um, and, uh, and that was a pretty amazing experience right there because, you know, I, I do, I, I view everything scientifically when I, when I go to investigate. Now, do right. I have, do I have some abilities? Yes, I do. Do I suppress them? Very much so. Okay. I just don't go there. There's a, there's a reason I don't go there. And the reason I don't go there is because I have friends who go there and they're miserable for going there. In other words, uh, seeing dead people, as soon as they, as soon as they know that you can see them, they won't leave you alone. Right. <laughs> and, and if you really conjure that, you really, you really build on that you're going to have a house full of spirits that want are looking for your help and you don't have any answer. I mean, there's, there's no help. I know, I know people say, Oh, go into the light, do this and whatnot. Okay. That's is what it is. Um, but if that's really a spirit of a human being, if, okay. Um, I, I haven't, I, I, I can't assist them. I, I can't, I don't. I don't have your answer. So I don't want to go there. I don't even want to give the possibility of that happening. And I have slipped a couple of times. Okay. Um, 
I have slipped a couple of times, but, but I don't make it a habit. And if I did, then it would be a big problem. I've, I've got a friend that um, literally sees people, how they died. I can do that. It's uh, not fun. No, day in and day out, <laughs> all the constant flow of these people wanting help. It's like, <laughs> wow. How do you even handle that? You know, every time it happens to me, I get this weird taste in my mouth, like right before, like, it's like a bitter taste. I can't explain it. And then it just kind of comes to me. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, if you go to like a cemetery, it's just very loud and very like, I almost want to plug my ears sometimes. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, talking to that, when (laughs) when you're dealing with, with this guy right here, um, it's, it's very loud. They all, they all want to talk, okay? They all want to talk, but I, I, I again, I keep it. I, I, don't, I don't want to open it up to me visually seeing these things. Okay? Right. Sometimes it happens, but I just don't really want to go there. Um, now, I don't know. That kind of sidetracked off from uh, Zach Bagot's Haunted Museum. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and uh, we can visit that some more if you guys want. So back to Zach's museum, that, you know, that, that was... That was the night there, except for one big thing that happened, uh-huh. which wasn't part of the episode either, because it just didn't seem like, you know, it didn't seem to like really follow the narrative of the show. And plus, you know, it happened real quick. Um, oh. Zach was talking to us and he said how he had been whipping up the energy in that place for, for that night. And uh, he said, yeah, I even opened up the, the Dybbuk box and blah, 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 blah. And I got, this is where, okay, I admit, I was being a little dramatic. <laughs> I said, you did what? You know, you opened up the box? He opened the Dybbuk box? Is that yes. what you said? Yes. Wow. And he just looked at me and was excited, like, oh, this guy knows all about the... I would not go near that thing. <laughs> and... He runs out of the room, and, and I think he's told people, hey, get cameras set up in that room. This, this dude's going in there. <laughs> so we're out. He comes and grabs me. Hey, I want you to go in this room. I said, okay. Puts me in the room. It's, it's the box. Turns off the light. Closes the door. You are a brave soul. <laughs> so there I am, pitch dark. Okay, and I'm, I'm in there for 20 minutes, okay? And I'm there, and I'm... I'm not necessarily asking the greatest questions, okay? I'm just kind of, uh, well, you know what? Hey, if you want to touch my arm, I'll let you touch my arm. That's about it, right? Anyway, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I felt this, this electricity throughout my entire body. That's how I have to describe it as electricity. And, you know, I, I said, it was a, you know, like a low you know, low level electricity, but uh, Katie, Katie Stafford told me, no, dude, that's a very high level of electricity, but it's, you know, it does, anyway, he was trying to explain it to me. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Surrounding, it completely engulfed my body. And I could tell that whatever it was, was, was huge. And it was looking up and down me. I could just sense that it was like checking me out. Hmm. And I, and I yelled out in the, well, of course I had a mic on me. It's here, it's here, it's here, you know? And, and Zach comes rushing in and opens the door, turns off, turns on the light and says, what, what happened? What happened? What? It just filled me with its energy. It's here. It was here. 
Zach yells, see, I told you guys, I told you guys. And he turns off the light and closes the door again. I'm like, uh, gee, thanks. Uh, what's going to right? And it was a couple minutes later. And it came again. And it's the same thing. It was, it was massive. It was, it, it was, um, it was amazing. And again, it just kind of like went into me. And I'm saying, it's here again. I can't believe it. It's here again. And right then, uh, as, as it left from me, there was a huge black shadow in the pitch black, by the way, okay, shadow that walked, went right past me. Right then, Zach opens up the door and what, what, what happened? And I said, well, it came again. I saw it. It was a, it was a and I, I uh, it was, you know, it was a big giant shadow. And I, I, I think what I said it was, was, uh, uh, what's the word I used, if I can even remember. I just told him it was massive. You know, it was, it was just a big, majestic. And that's the thing about it, it's very majestic. Um, and, uh, and yet it was a monster at the same time, okay? But, this was, um, this, this was a demon, a fallen angel. I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a little more respect in the sense that, yeah, it, it was one of the, it was a fallen angel for sure. And yeah, I remember, that's what I told him. I said, it was a big old hoss, Zach. It was a big old hoss. And he goes running out. He said, it was a big old hoss. <laughs> that's what it was. And but yeah, that's how I'd have to describe this thing. I'd have to describe it as a, as a monster. But yet it was very majestic. It was way, way, way beyond us. In fact, I'm really surprised that it even gave me the time of day. And the only reason I think it did is because something I had said earlier, that they know who I am. Sure. And from my youth and through my life. And so I think maybe it stopped just to huh, look at this guy for a second. You know, all right, whatever. And that was that. Um, but there was one other thing that did happen. And I always tell people, I always say, never let them see you sweat. <laughs> okay, because I, I've seen it way too many times where they, people say, oh, my stomach, my stomach, just like that girl. And now they know where they can attack you. Okay. Oh, my chest has hurt me. Now they know where they can attack you. Okay. The second time that that thing came to me, I felt like a pinprick in my heart mm, and something prodding me in my heart. But following my own advice, I just acted like there was nothing. And, uh, and then it stopped. It only lasted for a couple of seconds, then it was gone. But it was it when it was in me, in my, you know, within me the second time. And so if I am going to give... People out there, that word of advice it is just that, you know, never let don't them engage. Know. Right. No, don't ever let them know that they're affecting you in any sort of strength, in any sort of way physically, because they will exploit that uh, every time if they're malicious. Right. Right. So anyway, ultimately, that was the um, that was the, the Zach Baggins Honda Museum exper experience <laughs> that night. 
it's definitely worth going because there's like, I guess if you are sensitive, you'll see something. There's something about that place. I don't think that he's lying about that or making that up or that's, you know, a thing for money or whatever. Like I've experienced it myself and it's every time I've gone. So it just can't be that it's just, you know, chance it's happening. So I do believe that. Yeah, it, it is crazy. I remember when I went back, it was, you know, it's kind of a pilgrimage, right? <laughs> I, I, I believe that I'm connected to that place. Right. And um, well, I went back the second time, about a year went by and, and I went in and, and I went in with uh, uh, Peggy. Okay. Yeah, you know, they had a spirit box going in there. You know, Peggy's the doll. So you're supposed to, are you supposed to ask her if you can come yeah. in or say hi first? There's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but when I stood in front of Peggy, at, when I was at the museum the first time, you know, there was some interesting things that were happening. You know, she, they seemed to, uh, the shadows seemed to grow to the side of them. And, but, but, you know, I didn't actually physically hear any words, but um, when I went back, you know, and they had that thing going. And I went up and I said, hi, Peggy, do you remember me? And uh, she said, yes, Greg. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everybody's looking at me <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, they, they don't understand, you know? And even, even the tour, yeah. even the tour guy, she didn't understand, you know? I have my, I have a, you might work here, but I have a connection to this place. Really kind of threw her for a loop, I remember, a little bit. You know, I stayed respectful there while I'm right. you know, but um, I wanted to just go around saying, hey, everybody, it's me. How you all doing? You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, and, um, but, you know, I, I, I kept that to myself. So how did you leave things off with Zach once you left the first time? Was there any talk about maybe doing some other collaborations or coming back to the museum or? Right. Well, Zach's, um, Zach's things where he looked at me and Marty and he says, I'm going to call you and I'm going to call you. And to this day, he's never called either one. <laughs> but, um, you know, people always say, you know, you never know. Dude, you need you need to <laughs> guys to your, to um, Hollywood Forever Cemetery and see what it is you do there, you know? And, right. And you know, it's like they know me. They know who I am. If if they want to come to me, then then great. You know, I've, I've tried to help them a couple times. You know, and and uh, one time was uh, uh, really went bad. Uh, woman being attacked by something, and they wanted to help, but she lived in an apartment that you know they wouldn't be able to. It was too small, and they wouldn't be able to get you know permission probably. So. They couldn't. And what does she do? She cussed them all out. So that, that looked bad on, on me a little bit, you know, and, uh, and Corey Lyon called me and said, Hey, you need to not work, deal with this person, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, thanks. And blah, blah, blah. And that was that. But anyway, ultimately uh, uh, I had other, uh, other than people talking and uh, me trying to work on this book, which is going to be called by the way, uh, night at the haunted museum nice and yeah it, i got a lot of good good content for it but i just need to hurry up you know <laughs> but um the mandalay bay plays a huge story and i'm going to hold off on telling that all the whole thing to to you guys 
Right. So people who don't know, Mandalay Bay is a hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. And that was where you stayed after you went to the museum. Correct. Right. Um, so that's what we're looking. You're going to tell us the whole rest of the connection to that in your book. Yes. Okay. So but that's I, what you guys have to wait for. <laughs> but I am the reason that it is tied together with that museum in Mandalay Bay. Wow. Hotel. Something likes it. Something went there and likes the Mandalay Bay Hotel. <laughs> and from his museum. And I'll tell you the rest in, my, in, in, the, in the book because it does get pretty, pretty sinister in a way. Now I have to know what experience or experiences solidified the authenticity of your uh, communications with celebrity ghosts? What made okay. that kind well, of confirm that for yes. you? Yes. So here's the thing. In almost all of my experiences, paranormal experience, not all of them, but most all of them, there's somebody else involved. A and somebody that I can say, hey, could you verify this? Yeah. And, um, and that they can, you know? Uh, I'll tell you another story here here in a bit, uh, but but to answer your your question, this guy, okay, it has a speaker, it hits three different band waves, it doesn't have a way of assimilating my words and giving an answer. I mean, KD's sharp, but he's not that sharp. There's no computer. <laughs> there's no computer in here. It's just simply scans three band waves and has a speaker that allows, in, in theory, something to grab the words it wants to say and spit them out through that speaker. Okay, that's the whole idea, right? If you go on my Instagram, you'll see all of these. S scroll down, scroll down, and look for any video of me at a cemetery. For instance, when I went up to Johnny Ramone, which the, the thing that got me going to that Hollywood Forever Center, I'm getting to your answer. I promise. <laughs> I yap away. The thing that got me going to that museum is there's a there's a there's a paranormal sort of I guess she's sort of a paranormal investigator. I think maybe you guys have had her on. She goes by something spooky. What is it? She posts a picture of her, you know, standing next to Johnny Ramone's you know, uh, statue, tombstone, right? And there with a big, bright smile. I'm scrolling, I'm saying, well, okay, you're a paranormal investigator. That's it? You're just gonna take a picture next to Johnny Ramone? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And that at that moment, I said, oh man, I have got to start. I've got to go there, okay? I've got to go there and see if I can't communicate with Johnny Ramone. So I go there um, with my publicist. She's filming me. Hey, Johnny, Ron, how you doing? My name is Ghost Inspector Greg, blah, 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 blah. All those videos are in there, right? Hey, can you play a guitar lick for me? And he's done this to me about three times now, where he says, yeah. And then, you know, bam, 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 guitar lick. <laughs> not, not, not something that came from a song. It's not like a, something was grabbed out of a song. It wasn't a song. It was like somebody just, like I said, just picking up a guitar and just going, wow, 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 you know, blew our mind. That was the very first communication. And I, I encourage people to scroll down in my Instagram, Ghost Inspector Greg, and, and, and scroll down and find that original Johnny Ramone. And then, the, and then look at the others afterwards. I, I went back there and that's pretty new on there. 
that's a fairly new one on my Instagram. And I said, hey, John Ramon, it's Ghost Inspector Greg. You're, hey. I go, hey, how you doing? Good. I said, uh, hey, can you play another guitar lick for me? Sure. Once again, guitar lick. Bam, bam. Hey, thanks, Johnny. Appreciate that. Sure. And then at the end, I said, well, you know, I appreciate it. You, uh, you know, Johnny, you take care. And he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, what did he say? Love you. Love you, brother. Or something, something like that. I'd have to That's actually amazing. look at it again. But he gave me a, that sort of like a greeting, right? I, I might be off on that. You guys can all look in my, but you'll see it's something very similar to that, okay? We'll flip through and add it. We'll add it in here. Hey, Johnny Ramon. Let's go suspect to Greg. How you doing? Super? Yeah. Hey, play me a nice guitar lick, would you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice, nice, thanks. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Johnny. Well, thanks, Johnny. Love you too. We'll catch you later. Okay, and, and like I say, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just kind of. I'm not a hundred percent square on, but these are the things that basically happen. Right. Um. So he was the first one, and Estelle Getty from the Golden Girls. <laughs> She's actually like a, like a friend. When I walked up to Estelle Getty, and you can hear it on the same device. That's the only device I use because it is so phenomenal. That's why I tell you, you know, hey, look, sell it to you for $2 million because I'll never give this thing up. <laughs> and, um, you know, last time I went there, when I walked up, she's, I turned it on. She says, Greg. I go, and I joked. I said, it's Ghost Inspector Greg to you. <laughs> and she made get out of here some comment like that and then we and, but the interaction with her is it's kind of comical a little bit and just fun visiting her Burt Reynolds you know had communications and said Burt is you know so what's your favorite <laughs> what's your favorite movie um he said uh bandits you know <laughs> um the the most uh, oh Mickey Rooney you know Mickey Rooney's He's up, he's in, he's on the top of a mausoleum. He's on the outside and he's got this square area that is his, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, talking, hey, Mickey Brownie, it's Ghost Specter Greg. And, you know, and he says, they put me in a box. <laughs> I said, yeah, they sure did, didn't they, Mickey? You're in definitely <laughs> a box. And, uh, you know, anything else you want to say, Mickey? He says, good night. Oh, okay. I guess you don't know the difference between night and day right now. So, good night. Wow. And uh, that was fun. But the one that you really need to look at, which is really phenomenal, is Judy Garland. Oh my God, she's my favorite. <laughs> well, well, then you really need to scroll down and find the ones that are her specific. I told Liza that you loved her. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. The first time I went to Judy Garland, I remember, uh, you know, just asking her the trivial things. What's your favorite movie? And she said, Wizard. <laughs> um, I said, um, you know, hey, we're both black coffee drinkers. And she said, high five. I said, <laughs> and I said, Judy, is there, you know, any, you know, is there anything you want me to relay to your 
to your family, to your daughter, Liza, anything, a message that I can give them. And she said, quietly, through the box there, it said, love you. Oh. And then it came louder right after that. Love you. And I'm like, okay, I'll pass that message on. Went back, posted that because it was great, great content. You know, I loved it. So we got, we got it posted and went back a couple months later. I say, hey, Judy, it's goes to Dr. Greg. You remember me? She said, yes. I said, um, well, I just wanted you to know that I relayed the message to your daughter that you loved her. I, I did this in a manner of something called video and social media. And I explained social media was, was, a, was video that you could, that the whole world can see. I, I just was explaining it to her and, and, uh, and she said, are you for real? I said, yeah, I'm for real. And right then my publicist said, uh-uh. Listen, play it back, played it back. And what she said was, like a real, she asked me a question. Oh. Here's the thing. She died before video was even something that was being used. Right. So the only way she could understand or equate it to is, is a real, a movie real, which she all her life had been around. So that, that I, I, I just found that just profound. I mean, she, she asked me a question. <laughs> and again, it's in there. You can find it. I actually have one in there where I'm, I'm sitting in my backyard and I'm explaining this all. And, uh, but anyway, I, I feel like Judy Garland, that was just the most amazing of all of them. Even though I have a relationship with, you know, with Estelle Getty, Okay. <laughs> anyway, Johnny Ramone loves me. Okay. Yeah. Judy Garland is just, just, you know, profound to me. Oh. And, um, and it's funny, I went to Bugsy Siegel's location. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bugsy Siegel, he won't, um, he, his, his, his thing was pitch quiet, pitch quiet, not a stinking sound. And, uh, you know, because he's such a bad guy, he isn't at the cemetery, he's down below, right? Is that what <laughs> I'm gonna say? But, uh, uh, but the other thing is, you know, you, um, I, I found some, I learned something. Maybe, maybe don't hit them up too soon. You know, maybe, maybe let them, uh, yeah, let them stiffen up a little bit more. <laughs> um, so they want to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, I, you know, and, and I don't know his name offhand. You want to look at it real quick. It's the guy that played in in the, in Friends. Um, he was the bartender, Gunther. I think they called him in the show Friends. I know who you're talking about. Who passed away? Yes, yes. He had the gray hair, right? Yeah, I think so. Or, or yes, yeah. yes. Is it Gunther? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, Gunther. He had only been buried like two weeks before I went there. And I go up to him and this is weird because I had, I know I was recording this and I didn't, ca and I didn't have it. It wasn't in my phone afterwards. So this one, I can't verify. Okay. But I walked up and I said, Hey, so-and-so, yeah, you know, you're on friends. And he says, uh, go away. And I said, uh, well, you know, I'm just wanting to talk to you for a minute. And he says, get out of here. 
I said, boy, you really uh, don't like the fact that you're here, do you? And Bob, he says, um, son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> like something like that. It was something, you know, my, I probably moved my words around a little bit, but it was that, that was the type of conversation I had with this guy. And I thought to myself at that point, okay, uh, best not to, uh, you know, uh, bother the freshly deceased. Yes. Yeah, leave him alone. Let's give him a little time to well, he was young too. He died pretty young. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. mid forties, something like that. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe 50 ish, but, um, you know, um, uh, I want to be respectful in that regard, you know? Right. I never know what the etiquette is, you know, like when you film things in the cemetery, like, do you allow people to see the, the people's names on the graves? If you, they contact you, is the family going to get upset? So it's, I don't really, I never know myself, like what, (laughs) like there's not etiquette for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What is it? Right. Right. That also goes to the uh, question of what is really communicating with us? Is it all just maybe some form of deception um which is always possible yeah who knows that's the thing or is it judy garland you know or um, is there a spirit judy garland impersonator <laughs> <laughs> right right and, and and that's the thing i mean I, I i don't think that obviously still getting judy garland they're not all floating around that place but do they have a way of communicating do they have that way of communicating is there a way or is it something more something different something devious i guess <laughs> trying to trick i mean you're not going to trick me there's no reason to you know try and, and trick me i mean I've, I've been at it i've just been at it too long so what so what am i communicating with and part of me tells me that it just might maybe just might be that i believe so i don't think that you know it has to be because it couldn't be like all different spirits in different places and they're giving you real answers. So real answers and different personalities too. Right. Um, I mean, I, you can sense some of their personality like Mickey Rooney, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and especially Estelle Getty, they aren't used to somebody coming around and being able to actually communicate with them, but yet, yeah. right. But yet here comes this guy and I don't know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not the first, but, you know, I mean, all of a sudden they can, they can talk to me a little bit. And people say that I can hand this box to somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not the one using the box, it's not going to work. People have uh, tried. I've handed it to people. Here, you try. And they don't get anything. They don't get any good response. It, it happens when I use it. So I don't know, I don't know uh, really what that means, you know? I think some are sensitive and others aren't. And there's other people that are highly religious that don't believe those things. So it doesn't give it any kind of power. Okay. So it's yeah. probably just what you believe and probably just the chosen one. <laughs> well, what you allow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 and and I think that goes back to, again, you know, my youth and, um, I don't know how long you guys want to, uh, how long you guys want to run on this. Uh, I was just about to ask you if you had a favorite story that you'd like to tell, we could end things up on. Okay. I will. And maybe another time we'll talk about haunted objects. 
Yes. Um, sometime I'd like to tell you guys about the cold princess dagger that I own. Let me end on this. Um, I told you a lot of my stories can be collaborated by others, right? That's not the right word. Anyway, um, when I moved into my home here, uh, I'm here in Southern California. This brand new home, um, freshly graded land that was owned by a family called the Agachanian family. There were a lot of families, the New Halls and others. And, uh, but the Agajanians were a family that uh, were, were settlers here way, way back in the early 1800s. And this was their land. And these people were born, raised, lived and died right here on this land, buried right here on this land. In came the big earth movers, right? The scrapers and the dozers and all the stuff. And they tore it down the hills and they made pads and Sticks went up and concrete down and sticks went up and shazam, all of a sudden there's a bunch of homes on this property now. Most likely their graves were disturbed and turned into fill. And um, my neighbor, John next door, still lives here next to me now. Um, let, me, let me go back that um, I had these two nights, you know, where I, one night I woke up and at the foot of my bed, there was this character that looked like, you know, Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> and... He had gray hair, long, like grayish robe sort of thing. And he's standing there staring at me, smiling. And then he went, poof. And he vanished. I thought, oh, that was interesting. Yeah. So, so the, next, the next night, I'm awoken. And now coming through my bedroom door is the same character. Same guy. Gandalf, the grayish guy. And I'm looking at him. And he went, poof. And then my son runs in. My little seven-year-old son at the time runs in. I can't sleep. Okay, come up here, brother. Jump in bed. So he came in. We went to sleep. So my neighbor, John, comes over to me the next day. He says, hey, have you been having anything weird go on around here? He knew I was into paranormal, paranormal investigator. I said, um, well, yeah. What, what, what happened with you? He says, uh, well, the previous two nights, I wake up to a man and a woman in 1800s um, era clothing, standing, staring down at my wife, Julie, smiling. And then they would vanish. And he said, and this happened two nights in a row. Same thing. And I didn't want him to freak out. I said, you know what, John? Could be something. But then again, you know, we both have fresh businesses. We both have new homes. There's a lot of, lot of stress, a lot of, you know, maybe, maybe we're just not having been sleeping properly. There could be a lot of answers to it. He says, yeah, yeah. I said, but yeah, I did have a similar experience. And that's when his wife, Julie, walked up. And she says, no, Greg, that is not what it is. <laughs> she says, I saw them too. What makes the story so unique is I could tell you my Gandalf, the gray part. And, uh, you know, yeah, okay, that's hearsay, right? Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe you were dreaming. John then can come over and he can, hey, I had a similar experience, right? Okay, well, that's fine. Okay, it's still, it's better. It's better, but it's still kind of hearsay, right? But then Julie comes over and says she, she saw them too. That is the credibility to the story. Right. And it's funny, 
the three of us, we could walk over there right now, knock on their door and then come out. We can have that conversation. <laughs> they're, they're right over there right now. Yeah. And um, there have been, have there been more fascinating things that have happened over the years? Yes, definitely. Crazy things, crazy stuff. But that to me is just such a fun story because it involves my neighbors right here in our homes. And um, right. so anyway, that's probably my favorite <laughs> story. Although I could say that about about a hundred different stories to be honest with you so anyway do you have any um future events coming up or any other podcasts or anything you'd like to promote your instagram social media well definitely want to promote um your book at ghost inspector greg on instagram. <laughs> okay and uh i won't promote the book until and because you know i gotta quit procrastinating okay but when it does come <laughs> out it will be called night at the honda museum um uh, podcasts, uh, you know, I do a lot of podcasts. I hosted a podcast with somebody once and, and now there's somebody that's wanting me to, um, oh, you know what? I forgot. Somebody wants to say hi to you and I'm probably uh -oh. going to, I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble. Okay. <laughs> probably going to get a lot of trouble. So, uh, okay, Glenn, what do you got? What do you want to tell them? Oh. Okay. This is, this is Gwen. Gwen. And uh, she will be my co-host on a podcast, possibly. Nice. And Gwen, uh, uh, Gwen self-identifies as a Bigfoot. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's uh, that's a possibility somebody's been asking me about, and there's a possibility that I might do do that. Me and Gwen, and. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, whatever. I think we'll call it the Adventures of Bigfoot and the Ghost. And, and just have fun with it if, if we do it. So, but um, I enjoy, you know, I, I enjoy talking with folks about, you know, my experiences and, and things. And, uh, but that's probably the next thing other than I might swing by the, the uh, uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, uh, visit some of my friends again here pretty quick. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah. I had such a great time with you. And thank you for sharing all your stories. They're so interesting and intriguing. And I, I love it. And I'm really excited. I will definitely get a copy of the book. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so Appreciate it's Ghost Inspector Greg on Instagram. Ghost Inspector Greg. And back there, right back there, you can see, wait, where is he? Where is he? If I can get the, I can't even adjust my fingers right. I'll point. The logo. Right there. There, yeah, he is. there you go. That is the Ghost Inspector. So. <laughs>